Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. and or ballers to another episode of the Chicago Bulls Sports Ethos coverage show. A little post-game coverage here for a big and nice Bulls victory over the Toronto Raptors, man. It was a well-played game. Uh, pretty much from start to finish, a little bit of a game of runs, but a uh, nice win for our bullies. And before we do get started, Trey, uh, who's here with me also, Trey Hill, my co-host, I want to tell our listeners to please take a moment to go follow at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter, the single most dominant fantasy and basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. Go follow it now. Okay, uh, so Trey, man, initial thoughts. Uh, just nice win, huh? Yeah, another quality win for the Bulls. It was another example of them getting flustered by that, uh, like getting the, the double teams having mm-hmm. that length that Toronto has to cut a 13 point lead down, you know, down to basically nothing there in the fourth quarter, but they got out to a hot start. It really, you really noticed when Vucevic went off the floor. Uh, I know I've been the big Vooch guy lately, but this, we don't win this game without Vooch. He was, he was huge in this game. He was a plus 20 when he was on the floor. Uh, Cook was a minus 15 when he was out there. It was, it was real. He was really the difference maker in a game against uh, a team that doesn't necessarily have a true center, but they just have so much length and height everywhere else that it it was really a struggle for a lot of our guys. Yeah, definitely. I, I noticed the same thing here. Vooch was huge in this game. It was great to see him have a, a big game and a nice game, and uh, definitely needed it from him here. Uh, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine both played well. DeMar DeRozan just incredible on the offensive side, man. But um, but like you said, Vooch, no way we win this without him. I was actually curious about that trade because I was looking, uh, going to look here at Mr. Tony Bradley's minutes just to see if he played at all. I don't think he did. I, I don't remember seeing him. Nope, zero minutes, zero seconds. So it uh, looks like he's completely out of the rotation at this point. Tyler Cook's pretty much taking that backup role from him at this point. Um, I don't know how sustainable that is, but uh, like you said, uh, I believe that the Raptors went on their biggest runs when our bench was in, and uh, the biggest problem there was just the lack of length. Again, it's just been a, a constant theme with us, right? Yeah, that was that was the struggle, and really the the Raptors started going into an, an aggressive trapping uh, defense, and mm. the Bulls. I DeRozan is a good playmaker; he makes the right decisions. You know, Zach makes the right decisions. But they, they don't necessarily process that as quickly as a natural playmaker, say like Alonzo Ball. When Lonzo gets the ball, he can make that immediate touch pass to the open guy. Um, even Caruso does a good job of making that touch pass to the open guy. You'll see that, you know, on the wing. Whereas Zach and DeRozan, they like to catch the ball and then make the pass. And that that was a struggle at times against this young, you know, young, long t- Toronto team that was really 
really putting in the effort. Fred, Fred Van Vliet wasn't in, so Siakam was running the points. So they were really able to just have length all over the court. Were my eyes deceiving me, or did Scotty Barnes actually start at the point guard position here uh, tonight? I mean, that's what it says here in the box score. I'm not sure if that's correct or not. Uh, I didn't watch the starting lineup, so I'm not I'm not sure who they had listed starting at point guard. I just know that when they got in their half court sets, it was Siakam that was that was running the point. So it might be one of those situations where Luca might play the small forward, but he's the guy with the ball in his hands where it was for Siakam. Yeah, uh, Scotty and uh, Barnes and Siakam both ended up with seven assists uh, to Trey's point there. Um, Siakam only shot three of 12 from the field, man, the defense from Javante green, uh, just in general, but on Pascal Siakam specifically, just, especially down the stretch there, just fantastic to see. Um, you know, I, I got a chance to watch the first half tray and then spots of the third tonight. And then obviously I was driving home from work. So I missed a lot of that, the end of that third into the fourth, unfortunately, but, uh, but man, from what I saw and what I heard in the radio, um, just incredible effort from this guy, uh, Javante Green, I'm talking about now. And, man, we did we miss his athleticism or what? I mean, not only just the defense, but also the activity on the offensive boards and just the hustle, man. So if you're if you're, we, we've talked quite a few times about being impactful without being in the box score. And one thing with the Javante Green, he's just that guy that he, he's got the high motor. He's the high motor guy for this team right now. Um, and what does that mean? That means that, you know, he's constantly pestering you. He's po- constantly looking for areas in which you, the, the defense or the other team is being lazy. So Would he's you like constantly... a perfect example of that? Yeah, go for it. The very, the very first play, the, the tip off, they, they tip the ball off. Javante Green goes and pesters them getting the tip and yeah. knocks the ball off of them. So the Bulls get the ball to start the game. Because Javante Green went and pestered them, he doesn't get credit for a steal because he doesn't get the possession. But because of what he did, they, you know, the Bulls were able to get a possession out of it. So from literally the very from tip off all the way down to the very end of the game, like you were talking about his defense with Siakam, Javante Green was just making impacts. I think he had two huge dunks where the the offense had stagnated a little bit. Guys weren't cutting. Guys were kind of standing around waiting on people to make a play. And Javante Green was the guy who was able to kind of relieve that pressure by cutting in and just having some monster dunks to jolt people, but you know, jolt the guys back alive. Yeah, big big time uh, dunks there, big time plays. I mean, like you said, just impactful without necessarily doesn't show up in the box score. You know, pestering like that doesn't necessarily always lead to statistics that are recorded, but it makes the other team put forth that effort. And if they don't, then that's you know when he produces rebounds you know, putbacks, those kind of things, monster jams. But you're making those you're making those guys on the other side of the ball give 100% effort every single play. And that's difficult to do. That's really difficult for even the best athletes in the world for them to put forth that effort at every single play. So when you have a guy like that on the floor, um, you know, no guys on the other team can really take a, a, a play off. And that's one thing I really wanted to point out here. Uh, Vucevic is going to, rightly, rightfully so, he's going to get a lot of, you know, uh, eyes on him for hitting that last second three-pointer, or not last second, but, you know, the three-pointer that sealed the deal for us. And DeRozan's going to get a lot of, you know, credit because he's just incredible and had an incredible game again. Um, but I, I want to put a lot of this win here on having a Javante Green in there. Um, I don't want to take anything away from Vooch. I think Vooch definitely is the man. But if it was a secondary man for this team, for this game, I'm I'm, I'm nominating Javante Green. How about you? I'm I'm happy to have Javante Green be that guy. He was, 
he was huge in this game just for the energy. That's what Toronto brought. Like that was their their big weapon tonight was the length and the energy and just that effort. And Javante matched that. Uh, I thought Io also did a pretty good job yeah. running the point. Um, it's not something he's done a lot of in the NBA, but I thought he was pretty effective doing it. But it was just it was a tough game for DeRozan. You saw Boucher block DeRozan on one of his you know elbow jumpers and. Uh, I don't. I don't remember the last time I watched DeRozan get blocked on one of those. It's been quite a while. So, uh, hats off to Toronto. They played a really good game, and yeah. it was nice to get. You know, it was nice to get the win. Yeah, I definitely felt like. Uh, you know, I wouldn't even say the Bulls lit up on the gas at all. It was just the, the Toronto. You know, like you said, they came out with that defense, that trapping, that really gave the Bulls problems. The Bulls had a trouble solving it. Um, you have somebody like Alonzo Ball or Alex Crusoe or or some, you know another guard that has just a little bit more poise. And he probably handled that a little bit better, but um, they stuck with it, and they nearly pulled out a win in the end. So it made they made it very close. Um, it was a well fought game. I don't know that we've even mentioned Gary Trent Jr. starting six of seven from three. He ended up going eleven of twenty two for thirty two points, so team high. He was he was huge for them with that three point shooting to get them back into it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I missed a lot of that, so that's probably why it didn't ring a bell for me. But uh, but that's a huge game for Mr. GTJ Gary Trent Jr. I've always been a fan of his. He's um he can be a little bit uh hit or miss on the offensive side, but he always brings the energy in the defense, man, and he just fits right in with those Toronto guys. So I'm glad they got him. But you know what, I, Trey, I'm, I'm just happy that, you know, doing this show, the energy is just like sky high compared to the last show. Man, we were a bit shell-shocked last show. That is, despite the fact that the Bulls won, we were a bit shell-shocked. I know fans, let me take a second here to say, Bulls fans in general have been a little bit shell-shocked the last couple of weeks because of all these injuries. We've been dropping a lot of games. You know, we lost six, seven, eight games in the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, three weeks or whatever it is. Um, so, you know, Bulls fans have been a little perturbed, to say the least, right? Um, but, you know, a win's a win. Uh, a loss is a loss. Tonight we got a win. We've won now two in a row. We've won three of our last five games now, if you look at the record. So things are starting to, to turn around again for us. And, you know, what we saw tonight was a lot closer, Trey, to the brand of Bulls basketball that we were used to at the start of the season. And, you know, now now it's coming back around, and a lot of that has to do with health because, I, you know, just like you said, it was your point. Guys are playing up up in the roles, you know, column, basically. They're playing out of their role. They're playing where they're not necessarily comfortable. And we saw what they happened with that. Dude. They look like absolute garbage. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, Tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, having Zach and Damar back was definitely noticeable tonight. Um, I thought, especially with Io, we, we mentioned how comfortable he was. He, he was able to be comfortable because so much defensive attention was paid elsewhere. It was it was like yeah we weren't shell shocked it was a good quality game I we were both really high on Toronto early in the season yeah. and not having Fred VanVleet who had I I think he had what 17 assists the last time they played the Bulls he right. he was able to carve up this defense so if if they would have had him it would have been different but you know you can say that about the new yeah we don't have Lonzo Ball the Bulls. we don't have Caruso so, we don't have Patrick Williams right. so. Um, but no, it, I, it, it felt like a pretty even matchup, you know, given, you know, right. who they were missing, who we were missing. And I, I, it was nice to see the Bulls be able to pull it out. And you're right. It is nice to see Vooch have the confidence to step into that shot and knock it down at the end to seal the game. I wanted to see, uh, Trey, as, as you were talking there, I was looking at Mr. DeMar DeRozan's free throw attempts. And I just wanted to see where we, where we were uh, in comparison to other years. He is, uh, this is his fourth highest year in free throw attempts. I actually thought it would have been higher. People keep following him on that mid-range jump shot. You know, he's taking it, giving a little space with his pivot, uh, doing a fadeaway, and people just keep getting him on the arm and the hip. Um, you know, I, I don't know if it's, I know it's difficult to guard, but I don't understand why he gets so many fouls on that. I need to look at that some more and see what do you, any, any theories there? Mm. His technique is mm. just like his footwork, the way, you know, he just knows how to bait those guys into that. Cause it's a, it's a lost art. It's also probably, I don't know. I, I, I hesitate to say guys aren't used to closing out that short, but it's I, it's an art form to try and defend the mid range, especially a guy like DeRozan who is so good at just leaning one way or the other because he he doesn't necessarily always jump straight up or jump you know just straight fade away. He'll he will jump into you just enough to where you're going to hit his elbow, and he does a great job of almost always having the guys hit the elbow because they show the replays and it's almost always the contact on that same elbow. Right. Yeah, it's just um, that's really tough to guard. That's always that's got to be so frustrating if you're trying to guard him and you end up getting that foul. Um, but like I was saying, this is his fourth highest uh, free throw attempts. Uh, in the other three that are higher, he had eight, eight point four, eight point seven. This year he's averaging seven point nine attempts per game. I don't have the numbers from this game yet. In this, this is from Basketball Reference. Um, but all those other three seasons where he got all those free throw attempts, he made a, made the all-star, and he's going to make it again this year. So I think that's a key to his success is just using that pivot. He's such a master at keeping that pivot and just creating space. When he's when you think he's in trouble, he'll sometimes just pivot and make so much space that he can you know get out for a pass or for a jumper, obviously. Um, and it's just such a delight to see, man. It's just it's just the footwork's amazing. I just can't get enough of it. Um, Bulls came into this uh, trade with an 18-5 record when DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine both scored 20 points or more. Saw that in the graphic uh, in the beginning of the game. So now they're 19-5. and five. Uh, Man, this this duo, I don't know. Is there a better duo in the NBA than DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine? I mean, Giannis and take your pick of Middleton or Holiday probably just because of Giannis. Um if Durant's healthy, Durant and Harden or Kyrie again, just because of Durant. But it's 
it's really hard to find, you know, they're in that upper echelon of duos in the league for sure. Uh, I'm sure there's some other duos I'm forgetting that deserve to be mentioned, but those, those are the two, you know, the two guys that I think are at the top of the totem pole in terms of NBA players. Jokic is right there too, but he just doesn't have the teammate around him. Yeah. I don't to, know. You know have, second there. <laughs> right. And, and, or for Embiid either. Um, who, you know, who are you naming off? I don't think Clay's been good enough to, to warrant, you know, being mentioned at the moment. So, I mean, I think they're right there with the best, you know, the best in the league in terms of the duos. Yeah. Um, that's a really, I mean, and it's, I think it's easily the oddest duo in the NBA because no one thought it was going to work. Um, at least none of the quote unquote experts did. You and I thought it would be fine. I mean, you have to look at the whole picture, the whole team around them, I think makes it work. It's not just those two being together, but a lot, you know, a lot of this is going to be focused on, uh, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan playing off each other, doing well. I actually heard somebody, I think on ESPN or, or Sirius XM radio this morning saying that, um, which I think is, is sometimes overblown. I think it takes a whole team and, and it's all about fitting in those pieces into a five-man squad, not necessarily a duo. There are times when a duo does stand out, like, you know, maybe a Shaq and Kobe or, um, you know, just a duo that does a pick and roll over and over again. Obviously, Stockton Malone will probably be the prototype for that. Um, but I don't think that's the case with, with Zach Levine and, and DeMar DeRozan. I don't think they're super dependent on each other to be successful. We saw, obviously, DeMar DeRozan have incredible games without Zach Levine and, um, you know, vice versa. Zach Levine can have incredible games without DeMar DeRozan. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think, I mean, you said, you said Giannis, um, I do think he's, probably the best player in the NBA right now. Um, but I don't know if he, I don't know if that duo, I, I don't know. Middleton can be a little bit of a, dis- he can disappear a bit. Holiday, I think is a little underrated, but, uh, but yeah, uh, those are good, good, uh, good comparisons and good options though, Trey. So uh, I know I throw that, threw that on you, but uh, speaking of any of those guys, if you have them on your fantasy team or, or have props for them, you probably win. So, Hey, we have a brand new fa- daily fantasy partner in sports. Eat those thrive fantasy prop up with thrive fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos when you sign up to get 100% deposit match bonus and your first deposit up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game takes to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit. And the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. And that's going to be all for Thrive Fantasy. But uh, I was actually looking, Trey, to see, you know, what the Bulls record was when DeMar DeRozan shot 35% or less, because it just feels like they're so dependent on his scoring. But they're actually pretty, pretty decent. They're they're four and three uh, when he scored when he shot 35% or less, which kind of surprised me a bit. Uh, any thoughts on that? <laughs> I, I am also surprised on that. Yeah. Front. Um he does get to the line a lot, like you mentioned. So I, I wonder how many of the, those nights that he shot poorly from the field, he was able to make up for it from the free throw line. Um, yes, three of yeah, those. Just, so there were seven games. Three of those he had double digits. Um, but the other three, I mean, he had nine and one, but four, eight, five, six. So uh, he made up for it, it looks like, in a few of them, yeah. Yeah, that that's kind of surprising, but it speaks to the depth that this team has, especially, you know, whenever they have most of the their team actually out there and not injured, which I don't know that I don't know if we've talked about Derek Jones Jr. breaking his finger being out another oh. six to eight weeks. Uh, oh. So, yes, just another another thing hitting yeah. the, the Bulls on the injury report. Not even just another injury. It's another uh, injury that six to eight weeks is just like, you know, that's the mantra. That's the 
Bulls fans are going to sleep at night, and this is like what's playing in their head over and over in their nightmares is six to eight weeks, six to eight weeks, six to eight weeks. Hey, we'll have a fully healthy team in six to eight weeks because everyone's out at least six to eight weeks here. Um, so hopefully, you know, people can start coming back and, and we get healthy, you know, right in time to hit a, a nice stride for the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, Derek Jones Jr. is going to be out for a while. I really don't. I'm of the mindset, uh, Trey, that I don't think he's going to step on the floor again. I don't think once we're fully healthy and assuming the, the good side of, of, of the updates today, we did get a, a, a little bit of an update on Patrick Williams that the Bulls are, are feeling a little bit more optimistic about him coming back this season. Um, so assuming he comes back. Derek Jones Jr. is out for that six to eight weeks. I just I just don't know if he's even going to play, or if he does play, he's probably going to play like a you know a five to eight minute role on the on this Bulls squad. What do you think? Yeah, I I I kind of like him in the backup center role instead of Cook getting those minutes. It's just with his athleticism in some in some roles. I think that would be that would really be the only place he would be able to get minutes on this team when he comes back. Uh, in my opinion. So, yeah, I think you're kind of right on the money. Uh, I believe, is he an expiring this year? Yes, he's on There's, his last year, yep. So, I, you know, I'm kind of wondering if maybe he's someone they dangle they dangle to try and upgrade at that backup center role. Yeah, um, I, I would think so. I think if they do make a trade that's significant, and I've been saying this for a little while now, but if they do make a trade that's significant, like a Jeremy Grant, which is what everyone has been saying, I, I don't think it's going to happen. But something like that, right, that level, Derek Jones Jr. is 100% not going to be on this team because he's definitely the one asset that's easily tradable. It's expiring, so you know it's good for a team that's rebuilding. Obviously, you can't just give them expiring deals. You have to give them picks or, or younger players, too. So the other stuff would be going out as well. But Derek Jones Jr. is definitely going to be, I wouldn't say the centerpiece, but he's going to be involved in a significant trade if a significant trade happens. Um and the other side of that is, you know, if we do end up keeping him, he's not going to be probably on this roster, I would think, next season. Um, I do think I agree with you, Trey. I like him in that backup center spot more than Tony Bradley, for sure. Uh, probably more than Tyler Cook. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I think he, he's more impactful than Tyler Cook. But, um, I mean, what you're asking for a guy to, you know, get 10 to 15 minutes a night. And he's – I just think that there's better players out there that are going to be available on the buyout market to fill that role for us. I don't disagree that it's a market that, you know, they're going to be looking to upgrade that position by any means necessary. I just, you know, in a vacuum, I was looking at it. And if this is the team we had going into the postseason and they were healthy, that would be the role for Derek Jones Jr. to get those minutes you were mentioning. So, yeah, ideally, he's not getting minutes come playoff time for this team. But if he does happen to get them, hopefully that's what it's for. And it's not, you know, him playing at the four or the three because we still happen to have three or four guys on the injury report. Um, so let me just say the defensive rotations tonight with everybody, not everybody, but you know, some people coming back, they were just so much better. There was some nice help on some Siakam drives, um, some Barnes drives. There was always a defender, meet, you know, meeting the person driving, the person with the ball. Um, there was not really many uncontested layups and dunks. I, I don't know if I even saw one, but obviously I missed some plays. Um, so I probably missed a few, but uh, it's so, it was just a breath of fresh air trade compared to other uh, games because they were, you know, playing defense. So there was actual defense on the court tonight. <laughs> yeah. Having green out there to kind of slot in and to guard, you know, the best guy out there. 
And then that just looks at, like you mentioned earlier, people were kind of being asked to play a, a, a step above their pay grade. Well, that was happening on the defensive end, too, with, you know, all of our defensive stoppers being out. And having him back, it lets Io not have to try and guard the best person, but the second best person. So he's able to do a better job. It lets Zach and DeMar both be able to do better jobs. And because the defense is more effective, Vooch is able to rotate and get back and to have all of those good contests and be able to, you know, be in those positions to get those double doubles. So it's just like a domino effect having green in there, not just with the effort and energy he brings, but the fact that he can guard the best player and let everyone else just kind of go down a level. Uh, Speaking of IO, uh, I don't know if you saw it, Jay, but Mr. Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors, who's a guy that I think we can both probably respect as a basketball player, um, just does so much to be impactful on the court, doesn't necessarily score a lot, um, but just just an all-around, just such a good player and and really key to their their whole team. We've seen what they've been without him. But he said something about Io DeSumo today. He said that the Bulls found a hidden gem in rookie Io DeSumo. So obviously he's given some respect, game respect game uh, there. And that's from Daniel Greenberg, who actually came on our show not that long ago at Shy Sports Updates uh, via the Volume Sports at the Volume Sports. Um, but Trey, getting some uh, some love there from Mr. Draymond Green. Uh, and he played great tonight again, man. There was a specifically a series in the third quarter. He had a brilliant finish uh, with about eight minutes left in that third quarter, and then he came down and got just a steal on an entry pass. It just he just continues to impress me, man. Yeah, he's the rookie that keeps not looking like a rookie. Uh, he, you saw him and Scotty Barnes going against each other. Ios made comments about how he knows the players that were drafted in front of him, so I, I think he took it as a challenge to go against Scotty Barnes tonight, and he, he takes things personal. Though he honestly, he seems like the type of guy that no matter what team he's playing, he will make up a reason to have a chip on his shoulder so he can just go out there and be aggressive. And <clears throat> excuse me, and he looked the part tonight. He he, he would drive, uh, you know, he'd do that little one dribble and attack, whether it was a jumper or he even tried a floater once or twice. Uh, I'm not sure if they were successful, but it's nice to see him kind of, you know adding to that arsenal even more. He just keeps evolving as a player and it's just, he's going, he's going to be great. Yeah. 38 minutes site. He was three of 10 from the field. So you're right. He did miss a few of uh, those you know, floaters and, and push shots and things like that. Oh, four from the end there, which is probably the biggest thing, but they were good shots. They were good looks taking good shots. One of two from the free throw line ended with seven points. Uh, four assists, one steal, two rebounds. But again, just impactful plays, um, especially in clutch moments. Um, just seems like he's always in the right place at the right time, which is a skill, man. There's a skill there. Um, you know, I, if you look at a guy like like it always impresses me when you look at a guy like Dennis Rodman, right? Like Dennis Rodman had his boneheaded plays and, and didn't play well sometimes. But, man, that guy just had a nose for where to be for the basketball, for specifically for rebounding. It's a little bit different because I was not exactly that way. But when you're talking about defense and you're talking about being in the right place on a basketball court, offensively, defensively, I just feel like, like you said, he doesn't seem like a rookie. He seems like he has played the game for a long time. I saw him tonight when Zach Levine made a boneheaded play on defense and gave up a, an easy dunk, and a, maybe it was an N1 or something like that. And Io on the next play, no, that Zach got the N1. That's right. Zach got the N1 on the, on the offensive play. And then you see Io pulling Zach aside and telling him about the defensive side on the previous play. This is not, that's not normal rookie behavior, man. <laughs> no, I believe it was Zach getting back cut 
Mm -hmm. is what it was. And then, yeah, they they mentioned it on the broadcast, Io going over and making it a point to just kind of let him know, hey, this is what you did wrong, this is what you missed, and this is how we can stop that from happening again. It's definitely not rookie behavior, behavior, but that's kind of the culture I feel like they built with this team, with DeMar going to Io's jersey retirement, with everyone just kind of embracing this. It doesn't matter who takes the last shot. It's about getting a good last shot, you know, the way they've rallied around Vooch. I think they've, they've really built this camaraderie where people can hold each other accountable and, and it's okay because they want to be better. They want to, you know, they want to win a title. And this last little streak, it makes me, you know, wonder if they're title contenders or not. I know I've been on that on that bandwagon for a while. I'm not jumping off just yet, but they want that in the end. And so they know they have to be able to hold each other accountable for that. They continue to look better than I expect um, when they have health, when they have people in. So, um, you know, I, I can't naysay that. Um, I'm not personally, I'm personally on the, as I've said before, not super into the Bulls being title contenders this year. I don't, I don't truly believe it yet. Um, but yeah, hey, let me see a playoff series. I might, if we see a playoff series and we like just look incredible then maybe I'll get on that bandwagon. Uh, but I don't know. It's a, it's got to be a good playoff series. Too. It can't be like beating the Wizards or something like that. That's not going to count for me. <laughs> I'm going to save you a really nice seat. So okay. it'll be here waiting when you get keep here. That, keep that seat warm for me. I'm uh, you know inching my way towards it. But uh, one last question for you before we go here, Trey. Kobe White, one of four from the three-point line. Uh, didn't take a lot of shots, but uh, you know he's only hit – I believe one three-pointer in the last three consecutive games, uh, struggling a bit from deep. Still good shots. He had a, the one three he did make, which came at a very clutch moment. We needed a bucket to stop a, a, a Toronto Raptors run. Uh, are you worried about Kobe White at all? No, I like the shots he takes. I mentioned the length that Toronto has. I don't know if we had a player that was bothered by the length more than Kobe White. Um, he's just not – He's not a big guy. He's all, he's probably, what, our shortest player that gets a lot of rotation? Hmm. And, That's probably true. Maybe Matt the, Thomas. The, oh, yeah, I forgot about Matt uh, Thomas. He's not really, I mean, real, really rotation guys. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> he's definitely the, the shortest guy that get in the rotation that is expected to drive and attack guys. So um, you noticed that when he had the ball, he was having to definitely be more measured than usual just because of all the length out there. And it, it bothered him a few times. So... No, I'm not particularly worried about him. Um, he'll settle back into his role as that heater off the bench, and everything will be good. Toronto's just a really good team with a really good defense, and they, you know, they muck things up. That's what they do. Kobe White, according to Google, is listed at six foot four. I don't know if I believe that. I think he's probably closer to six two. Uh, Matt Thomas is listed six three on Google. Uh, so, yeah, they're probably pretty similar. But, uh, but yeah, just just kind of curious there. Um, but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it for us here. Uh, the Bulls, the standings. The um, Bulls are a half a game out of first behind the Miami Heat. The Cavaliers are now in third, a game and a half behind the Miami Heat. And the Brooklyn Nets are sliding because they don't have Kevin Durant and they're trying to figure that out. And then have Kyrie Irving for half their games. And I, man, I, I'm not super excited about those Nets right now in the regular season. I think if they get healthy for the playoffs, it's going to be a really hard series whoever gets them uh but they're two games back in fourth place now uh bucks are also sitting two games back i think that they probably jump in the standings at some point sixers are playing better than uh, people expect without simmons at two and a half games back sit in that sixth spot so two and a half games separate sixth place from first place trey 
where, where do the Bulls end up in all that mess, man? I mean, if you had to put money on it now, what do you think? Top top uh, top three? Do you think four or five? Yeah. Where, where do you think? Top three. Top think three. top three. Okay. All right, we'll put it. We'll put a, a hundred on it uh, off air here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I would love to see it though. I think that's a. Uh, I think that's reasonable. I think that's. You're not in on it. You're not in on the top three. Uh, I could see top three. I could see top three. Uh, I think maybe four. I, I'm hoping top four. I w- I'm hoping top four. I could see top three. So I'm not. I'm not against it. No, I'm not going to bet against you on that. Uh, next game for the Bulls is Friday against the Spurs. And then we have the Trailblazers on Sunday, followed by the Magic on Tuesday. That Magic game I have circled on my own personal calendar here. Uh, I just want somebody to go out and just, uh, you know, block Jalen Suggs seven times or something. Uh, you know, and then just do this with the Bulls logo across the chest because, you know. I actually saw somebody made I, – I talked to somebody on Twitter because I saw somebody made sh- T-shirts with the uh, with Jalen Suggs doing that that thing across the chest, and I asked him, does it have the nine win trophy on the back too? Because I really want to see that nine win trophy. Uh, they weren't too happy about that comment, unfortunately. But uh, okay, there guys, that's been, there has been a bit of a rivalry between the Magic and Bulls fans on Twitter ever <laughs> since this. So it it is the new rivalry for the Bulls. Sorry, I didn't there's mean a, to interrupt your, no, your outcome, but it, it is, bit, and I'm excited of- for it. There's a little bit of bad blood there, but uh, yeah, I'm excited because I know we're going to just murder them on February 1st. But anyways, hey, quickly before we sign off, we want to also remind you all to use coupon code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code HOOPBALL on the third page to sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. Uh, Trey and I will be back for the next game, I'm sure, on Friday to recap that. We're also going to try to get a guest on here in the next uh, couple days, maybe Stephen Bagel, to talk about some trade deadline stuff and see if we he has any thoughts about what the Bulls might do uh, heading into the trade deadline. But uh, that's going to do it. I'm Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at BSBPKeith. Trey, where can the people find you? On Twitter at FinalFinalize. And please follow the show at EthosBulls. And until next time, good win. Let's go Bulls. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.